Hey everybody, welcome back to the Love Your Dog Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. Today we are discussing The Umbrella Academy, Season 1, Episode 6, The Day That Wasn't. Uh, this episode is directed by... Number 6 is directed by... Number 6 was... Come on, Jesus. Will this thing fucking open? Okay, Stephen Sergic. Um, Stephen Sergic is a director and producer known for Intelligence and Da Vinci's Inquest. Um, yeah, I don't really know what this... And Warehouse 13. Um, not too familiar with this guy. Um, oh, he, he <clears throat> he's also been on a couple of uh, Daredevil um, episodes. Unfortunately, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. Luke Cage wasn't that bad, actually. This episode had kind of this, uh, kind of like a t- time warp-esque thing going on with it. I really enjoyed the world building they did with it. They We really got to see where Klaus went for, I don't know, what was it, years? Or, yeah, slightly under a year. It seemed like he was transported back into like the 70s or something like that, into the Vietnam War, and he ended up falling in love with a, a soldier. I think... We've started to pinpoint problems with uh, the show and the characters that we're willing to lose. And characters like, I believe his name was Dave, uh, Klaus's lover. Um, I, like Ultimately, I feel like we did not get any real exposition as to who this guy was besides they were just buddies in the in the war and they really connected. It didn't really seem like there was anything special about him besides that <clears throat> he was just a nice nice guy to him and uh so we get to see why Klaus is all torn up and whatnot and so I was you know I was with it and I I I was with it to the point where I under, understood that <clears throat> we had to see this new this new timeline where Klaus went for, I don't know, a little bit, but I'm not really sure how relevant it's going to be ultimately to the season. Um, I was really surprised at how much they went uh, went through to, to show what he was going through. I mean, they showed him in the front line of war, and then they showed him having fun behind line, you know, behind the lines and, uh, you know, drinking and dancing and all that. I really like the choreography with all that, though. Um this episode also was a major focus on Luther and Allison's relationship. I I think I spoke about Game of Thrones earlier this this uh, earlier in a couple podcasts ago. I don't remember saying that I wanted to have my uh, the, the incest flow over from Game of Thrones to this bullshit. I was like, come on now, aren't these people like? adopted brothers and sisters and that doesn't mean that I'm, I I seriously do not want to see Luther and Allison get together and it seems like they already already have a romantic relationship or have had one and uh it just makes me uncomfortable I don't know uh coming from an adoptive household myself I was just like this just, it doesn't feel right. It's still just as bad. It's just as bad as brothers and sisters hooking up. It's just as nasty. It's fucking, I don't know. I don't want to see that in my show. So that's, it's making me a little bit uh, hesitant to, you know, 
recommend this type of stuff to a broader audience like oh by the way these two fall in love it's like oh god i actually i really hope that doesn't happen and it feels like something that might actually happen eventually in the long run um I don't think I ever talked about the little messages that we get uh, with Hazel and Cha-Cha. They just get these random messages that just pop out of these little places. This time we get a new message that uh, one, one message came out of like a shower, another one came out of a locker, and then this one came out of a fridge. And this uh, um, this this message uh, eventually leads to um, – what the hell is the message again? Oh, they they decommissioned uh, the execution of number five. That that was what the mission was, or that's what the letter was in uh, the fridge. And so, um, let's see. Yeah, uh, we can talk a little bit more about uh, Cha Cha and Hazel since we're on that. Uh, topic right now. It seems that Cha Cha was ordered to kill Hazel and she ends up going against wishes. And ultimately, it doesn't seem like it matters at the end because everything gets reset. So I'm kind of curious about what, what that's going to, if that even matters. Um, another thing was uh, okay, so we are introduced with uh, number five and uh, the what's her face lady handler um we why is she dressing so sexy i don't understand why she's looking so like such a low-cut dress and has her guns pulled up to her stockings and stuff like that and she's she's the only one really wearing that type of attire in the entire thing so i was just like what the buck is going on i can't believe it but i totally forgot that this podcast is sponsored by EliasRushMedia.com, and we got to do the synopsis. Like, If I had a live chat going on, then we would know that uh, what was going on. Uh, y'all got to remind me about that shit, you know? So might actually start doing some sort of live stream when I'm doing some of these. Um, y'all can ask some live questions and stuff like that. So here's the synopsis. The day that wasn't. Sparks fly when Vanya finds her siblings holding an, emerg- a fa- an emergency family meeting without her. Five starts his new job at HQ, and Cha-Cha faces a dilemma. So we kind of already discussed the dilemma that Cha-Cha faces, and we know how ultimately that, that ends out, pans out at the end. Um, Five starts his new job at HQ. We're introduced to this pretty elaborate HQ complex about where this where everybody is um located everyone's kind of wearing this like 1930s get up i don't know i i I thought it was kind of cool um as soon as i saw where all the briefcases were being held i was like this is definitely coming back later um you you know you best believe it um and we do see a little bit of the the power that Vanya has um, accessible to her. Also, actually, we should probably just talk about all of all of Vanya's stuff real quick. So Vanya uh, walks into the family with uh, you know the family house, and Leonard's snooping around like a fucking creep. Like that guy needs to get the hell out of here. So he's seems to be some sort of collector. He's, he goes through the house after 
um, saying he forgot, you know, if he forgets his jacket or something like that and grabs that fucking statue. It's like, um, is he doing this like some sort of collectible thing? Well, I guess it really doesn't matter because by the end, um, we find out that Vanya might have some sort of power by the end. I mean, we see her, you know, when she's walking down the street and all this, you know, cars are fucking moving and everything's going ape shit. It kind of reminded me of the Inception movie, not gonna lie. But, um, I do believe that um, she has some sort of uh, telepathic power or something like that. And it, it it's definitely going to be dope when she gets to use it. But anyways, she finds out that Leonard's definitely got some of her family stuff under his bed. And maybe other places. And maybe finally we can get some doubt in her mind that this guy is a you know, fucking creep. And Allison was right. So, um, let's see. Uh, I thought it was interesting, the the different hallways we were shown down um, in HQ with number five and uh, Handler. The thing about it was, um, it was very obvious when you would look down these halls it just they looked extremely super cg it looked like they built like one or two parts of the of the set and then the rest was like a big cg hall so i don't know that was probably the only thing um that was kind of you know most obvious to me um so uh what else do we have here what else do we have here like i said earlier wasn't crazy about the whole incest thing with luther and uh Allison, I, I, I'm sure other people have different things to say about that. Um, I'll probably try to get, you know, feel around to see what people are thinking. Oh, yeah, what was with that weird fucking scene with Handler in the bathroom in number five? And all of a sudden she's taking this like, unnecessarily long bathroom break and talking to him the entire time and wearing this extremely low-cut dress. It was just weird, uncomfortable. Just I don't I just so many questions. Why did they decide to shoot this um and it, if you'd switched the roles and you had like a 13-year-old girl and you had a a man in here strutting around uh talking about the his bathroom, you know, excursions or whatever and then a, a man peeping over the thing. I mean, the fact that she peeps over is uncomfortable in itself. Then peeps over and looks at him taking, you know, sitting on the toilet. It's just unnecessary. I I, I want to know what the fuck was going on there. That was it, it was a weird fucking scene in my opinion. Um I just had to get that out. I was like, what the fuck? So, um Let's see, uh, that scene leads into Hazel and Cha-Cha talking about, you know, existentialism, do we really need to do this, do, you know, Hazel, I think Hazel knows at that point that he's about to get canned by Cha-Cha, but, uh, ultimately that doesn't happen, that that does not happen, and, uh, then we move on to the next scene, and we have, uh, the next scene with, uh, the... The 30 second pogo scene that we can afford because I'm sure having pogo on screen cost them like a hundred thousand dollars a minute or something like that. I'm sure it's so ridiculous because I mean, he's fucking detailed, man. So pogo tells Luther where all of his experiments have been. The experiments apparently have not been touched in years. All four years of his experiments have not been touched. Luther is pissed. 
we as the audience still kind of have no idea what the moon has anything to do with it, um, with anything. Um, and this ends up leading to the to the scene where it shows the you know the pre shows young Allison and Luther um, you know hanging out in that little uh, little makeshift uh, pillow fort thing they had going on, and then he's giving her you know jewels of A plus L with a heart on the uh, with a heart golden heart i don't know it was weird i i just don't like this i don't like the the, the children plot line and luther and allison having a thing for each other and apparently i didn't know that the uh monocle the pops was actually gonna bust them and so i was just like how long has that uh pillow fort thing been sitting there it looks like it hadn't been touched in the entire time that uh <laughs> they were um they were gone i don't know since the time they were 13 they had a like a pillow fort in their uh greenhouse or something like that i don't know it was fucking weird anyways we um we floated on into Claus and um, what's his face um, Diego's plotline. Speaking of which, I'm not I'm not feeling Diego's plotline right now for some reason. It's something about the uh, he started off strong for me with the all the you know the action and stuff that he was providing. But anytime he's not providing some action, he seems like he's just being a dick. And it's uh, I don't feel that much sympathy for him and that one lady that I mean uh, I I don't even remember her, her name. Um, po, uh, Pax or something like that. I, I don't know. Um, she was just of. Uh, I don't know. Just she was not on screen long enough for them to be. Um, I don't know. To, for me to really care about them as a couple, and he doesn't seem that interested in using Klaus as a way to talk to her. So it's just like okay. So they still don't. He doesn't want to talk to her anyways. Um. Ben still has not done anything. Um, he's still been very adamant in, the, you know, staying in the shadows. Um, it seems that we probably will get a glimpse of him maybe a little bit later. Um, one thing I'm missing is a little bit more. I, I really enjoyed at the beginning how we had these, like, young kids that were um, had, had these powers. And it really seemed like we were going to see a lot more of the kids using their powers and being a team. And we're getting a lot less of that and not so much uh, with the pops uh, stuff. And I don't know. I'm missing that. I, I really enjoyed that about the first few uh, episodes. And so I think that was what was missing from three and four that I was really, I was, you know, missing. Um, but I, I mean, we're still getting some good backstory on them. Um, I kind of forgot that Leonard and um, Vanya slept together in the last couple episodes. I think it was the last episode. Um, that was fucking weird. It, it was such a non, non, I don't know, scene that I completely forgot about it. And so I, I, I was wondering why he's acting so just fucking up her ass. And I don't know. They, they, their entire relationship felt in, is just feeling in super contrived. Um, I would say I didn't really understand about these uh these candies that um number 5 was being fed. Um I don't know, something uh, something fucking weird. I, the, the whole thing was just weird with the HQ cuz it felt like it ultimately didn't really matter. And I was so distracted by what she was wearing and what she was doing, I just ultimately was just like, what the fuck is going on? And she's over there showing him, like, Hitler's gun that he used to kill himself. And it's like, is this lady insane or something like that? 
And so when she gets killed by number five at uh, at that one with the one scene when he throws the grenade at her, it's like, what? Well, well, what the hell? You know, like um, if she's exploded and that if she was the big bad of the season, who the hell do we actually looking for? Um, so that, that that's that's my ultimate thing is like I feel like I don't know where we're going with the end of this season now because we it did feel like we were heading for like a this lady versus everybody which it still could be that you know since she has you know the you know the power of time you never know what the fuck she's gonna do whip out her ass you know damn time warp thing or you know time machine um but yeah um I, w- I did say there was a lot of taxidermy um, on, in the house, and there's, you know, not terribly that much, but there is a, you know, a warhead on, a boar head on the a wall, and, uh, uh, you know, horns on the wall as well, and I still want to know Pogo's take on that, and the more I think about it, we are absolutely not going to have a backstory with Pogo that is going to be very long at all, because, I mean, the, I mean we're, we're either going to get something with a real monkey or we're not going to get one at all because that's got to be so expensive to render this shit. So that's that's my only thing is I I want to, I want more of Pogo and I want to know what what his backstory is. But we're also probably going to get very limited to it just because of the how much it's going to cost, how much it does cost um, Netflix. And so um, this leads us. Um, this is kind of the whole same scene with um, Diego finding out his mother is still alive, Grace is still alive, and for some reason he has to give her permission that she can go out. And um, I think she has like some some sort of self, you know, will. I I don't know. Did Pogo like make her AI so ultra conscious, or you know, remove the the governor off of it? Regardless, I was just like, um, it's about time. I, I'm glad we got Grace back. I I, I really like. Um, I think Georgian Claire Robbins, was that her name or something like that? Uh, I, I liked her performance as uh, Grace and, um, let me see, Jordan Claire Robbins. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was it. And so, um, also, we get the dance number with Luther and Allison. I think this is probably the only good thing about their relationship besides the fact they do look good together. I'll give them that. I just hate that they're related in some sort of way and that she does refer to, you know, him as an uncle to her kids. And so it's just uh, it just is uncomfortable on a couple levels. But other than that, I thought this was a really done, uh, a really well done um really well done choreographed scene, especially with the lights. I love the lights and, uh, being a videographer myself, I know having lights in a shot can really make it. And they, I mean, they have the tree lit up in the background and they just have these lights that are just coming out of nowhere. They're just kind of suspended in midair and they kind of flicker off and on a little bit. And, uh, you know, they, it was cute. It, it was done really well. And I thought that, uh, you know, dancing in the moonlight was a perfect, uh, song, especially given that he's, you know, the man on the moon. Um, the thing is, I don't They're related, man. They're related. They're really, come on now. I just, I was just not, everything works except for that. It's like, damn, can we just uh, like I, I don't even know what we got to find out to make it okay and it's there's really nothing you can make it okay it just uh I don't know it's just fucking weird and so uh, eventually we find out uh you know number 5 does the whole switcheroo with the the messages and uh Hazel ends up taking out Cha Cha real quick and then uh excuse me uh let me see 
then he ends up blowing up a handler and, you know, blowing up half of that government secret agent place, which ultimately they, they have terrible security. I don't even know. It's like since he has teleportation, you know, abilities, it's just like, I don't know. It just feels fucking weird. And uh, I don't know. Grace tells, you know, uh, Diego that that Pogo and her have been lying to everybody. And I just like, what, what are they, why is she telling him that? I don't understand why she would even say that. And clearly Pogo said that, you know, not to, not to say anything, not to say anything, Grace, one rule, not to say anything. And she fucking said something. So I don't know. Anyways, this is, uh, the the final few scenes. Uh, Vanya finds the, you know, the journal. And one of the things it says is numbers, you know, she finds her page and it says, you know, you know, remain a secret and um, mood altering medication can probably uh, alter the power, uh, you know. And so that's what I was thinking, you know, I, I knew she was going to have some powers and she ended up having powers. I mean, I I was just like, all right, you called it. It's a done deal. Deal, steal, deal. And uh, um, Klaus also sees um, Dave. And, um, I don't know why that's relevant except for, you know, it was kind of cool to see them together for one last time, but they were never really a thing. They were, they were a thing for like five minutes and then the whole timeline gets, that was the rewind all done by a uh, sound effect by me, <laughs> but, um, that was, uh, they, it does a whole rewind and apparently that whole episode didn't happen but it sort of did happen if we think about it then uh, that it sort of did can because um i don't know I, I guess it didn't happen and grace didn't technically tell diego i guess i guess no one knows that grace is uh alive right now um again and they didn't actually go dancing in the moonlight luther and uh alice so um and Klaus was never actually tied up. So I guess the, the whole thing in Hazel and Cha-Cha never actually uh, got into that uh, dispute. So it's just completely wiped away. It's all good. That's the thing about time travel is sometimes it can be extremely frustrating with, like, why put us through the entire, you know, whimsy of emotions up and down, up and down, only to uh, bring us to, uh, you know, the very beginning, all of a sudden again, to say some obscure um, question of give us a message saying who's Harold Jenkins. And I think we can all safely say that Harold Jenkins is going to factor into the end of the world of the apocalypse or whatever the fuck. So, yeah, I mean, we pretty much did a little scene by scene breakdown right there. I wasn't expecting to do all that, but I wanted to give you all a little something special about what we actually thought about, you know, the majority of the scenes, the majority of the people, um, you know, some of the music, some of the breakdown, all the good stuff. So, all right, everyone, thank you for listening. Look at O Podcast, check us out. All the previous podcasts that you possibly could listen to are all in the library. Just check them out. We have. If I don't know why you would listen to this Umbrella Academy episode out of order, but we have episodes one, two, three, and four, and five, and I think this is six, right? So we got up to six. Um, I think we covered six episodes so far. So yeah, um, 
Yeah, that was uh, that was another one. I'll tell you that I was uh, not expecting all of that, and I was really hoping that the Luther and Allison thing wouldn't happen. Oh my god, I'm still pissed about that. Be sure to check out all the other podcasts we have coming out. We have uh, I want to check out the new the new Lego Movie Two. I haven't actually seen it or podcasted about it, but I do kind of want to spark it out there. If anyone thinks that I should see it, then let me know. We've uh, covered Russian Doll. We've covered Blind Spotting 2018, Abducted in Plain Sight, available on Netflix, Escape at Danamora on Showtime, Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, TC's Titans, Sex Education on Netflix, You on Netflix, Vice, Mars Attacks, F is for Fan, Top 10 Movies of 2018. All these podcasts are available right now. Well, the majority of them are right are, are available right now, um, or will be coming down in the next few days or weeks with the Lucky Dog Podcast. Thank you, and take it easy.